is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lima, Apollo Des here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, and of course, at Apollo HOU. And look who we have with us to start the new year. None other than Ryan Stanick, one of the uh, relief pitchers for the Houston Astros. Ryan joining us from Tampa. Florida, Ryan, we appreciate the time. I know you got the little one. You got your wife, Jessica, right next to you. Uh, appreciate it, man. How is everything going in the offseason? How's the little one? How's the family? It's good, man. It's good. It's busy. It's uh, it's busier than I expected the offseason to be with the little one. She's uh, uh, getting to be a handful. She's uh, not sleeping a ton, so it's mm-hmm. making uh, making life on mom and dad tough. But other than that, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Can't really complain a whole lot. Yeah. What's, what's more difficult, closing out a, a ALCS game, World Series game, tough innings, or changing a dirty diaper? <laughs> the diapers are easy, man. Like I, I, I was worried. I was a little worried at the beginning, like right before we had her, and then like after I changed a couple, I'm like, it's it just gets to the point where like it's just a thing. Is you just do it, and most of the time, as as long as it's not like a really sticky poop. Ugh. <laughs> It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, how, how old is your daughter? Uh, four months. So yeah, how, she, how was it? So sh- what month was she born? So that's what? I'm bad at math. Like, about it. In the middle of the season, right? Like, yeah. Like World Series? Time. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Playoffs, like uh, just before she the playoffs. Slept, she slept through the World Series. Yeah, she actually slept through World Series games. So, <laughs> yeah. So how, so how, how was that trying to, trying to juggle being in the World Series? closing out games or setting up games, whatever it was, and then having a newborn. It was tough. It was more tough, uh, like, early on in the playoffs because, like, typically for, like, those trips, like, your family can come with you. But, like, with everything going on, like, newborn, like, it's hard to, like, COVID. get everything going and travel with the baby and and with COVID and all the rules and stuff, like – um like all the family members had to be vaccinated at the time. So it's like we had, we didn't want to get her vaccinated while she was pregnant because it just, we just didn't feel comfortable with that. So she had to wait until after she had the baby to get vaccinated so she could come, pl- uh, come uh, travel with us. So like she was able to um, come on the world series, like for the, for the world series. But like the first, the first trip on the road was, uh, in Atlanta and it was rough. It was no sleep. Just like baby in a new place did not enjoy herself a whole lot. (laughs) Slept more during the game than she did at night, which was, which was tough, but Hey, it's, it's dad life, parent life. (laughs) That's amazing. Talking about the world series. How was that? Just that atmosphere, everything, that moment, soaking that all in as a ball player, right? That's a, everyone's chasing that everyone is when you when you go to spring training you know that's the goal on the whiteboard how was mm-hmm. that to, for your first time and enjoying and soaking all that in it was like you said it's the pinnacle it's 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 the pinnacle of like what you're trying to do and 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 our job and like it was it was wild it was definitely it was definitely like different because like for whatever reason like i didn't feel I felt more stress and like anxiety, like before the series even started than while we were playing, like while we were playing, it's like the game, like, yes, obviously this, the stage is like a little bit bigger, but like 
I feel like once the game is going, you don't notice it as much because like you get so engrossed in the game. You're like, well, I've already played 168 of those games going into that point. You're like, I've played a lot of them. So like you get kind of in the swing of your, your day-to-day routine, but like everything surrounding it, like the media circus that goes on, like, while like while you're getting ready for a game, while you're getting on the field, while you're going out for stretch, like having 50 times more media people around, like asking questions, talking to, talking to you, even when throughout 90% of the season, nobody cares to talk to you, but like right. at some five people during that day want to, and it's like, okay, there's a lot more other stuff going on besides just baseball. Yeah, the, the World Series brings in media members that don't even cover sports, like from the New York Times, from the LA Times. I covered the Astros in 2019, and the guy sitting next to me in our media seating literally worked for the LA Times, and his job was to go to big events that happen. And like he covered 9-11, to put it to you that way. He has no clue about baseball, but he's at the World Series covering it. So I can't imagine you as a baseball player going 162 games, dealing with your local media, and then, bam, there's, like, people from around the world trying to cover you and trying to talk to you at every single moment when you're trying to focus and trying to win ball games. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. Like, you you definitely see a lot more. It's like, I didn't know there were that many people that covered sports in general, like, doing that. Like, it, it was – because, like, you didn't have just your cities. Like, it would be one thing if it was, like, Houston and Atlanta media. But, no, it was, like you said, L.A. media, New York media. It was media, like – like nationwide because every local area they cover the world series and it's like that's stuff that you just don't really think about because why would you you don't really consider like every other piece of media like or every outlet that covers sports because why would you like the unless you've been through it before yes yeah, it's, it's literally literally a different world like in the world series so uh you know you talk about playing 162 games then everything in the postseason you guys obviously made it to the World Series. Man, question I got to ask is you put all that time and effort in, even with, and let's, let's not forget about a month of spring training, going through that. What was it like going into the clubhouse after you guys lost? What, what, what was, just kind of take me through the mood. I'm sure everybody was, was pretty down. Obviously, losing sucks. People hate losing more than like winning, like Des and I, we're both competitors. So we, we get that aspect of it, but just kind of take me through that whole process. It, it was, somber for sure like it was like for all the good that we did like obviously we knew that like at the time like the job was left unfinished and like that was that was the tough part is like I I still look back to like day one of spring training like when I talked to Carlos and Breggy and Tuve and those guys and like their their thoughts and, and Lance like their 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 thoughts weren't hey we're gonna get to the playoffs they're like, no, we're going to the playoffs. Like, no, we, we, we're trying to win a world series. Like that's our goal. And like, nobody was complacent about getting to the playoffs. Everybody wanted to win a ring. And that was like the goal. And every stage it was like, we go into Chicago, we win that series. Everybody's like, all right, step one down. All right, let's, let's take on Boston. And then like, nobody panicked whenever we got down in that series we fought back and we ended up winning that series everybody's like all right this is where we're supposed to be now let's win the last one and it was i don't know you walked in the clubhouse and i think i think what makes it really hard for a lot of people and and having a more veteran team and having guys that may leave or may not play with you again may retire may 
whatever, like, or may get traded, whatever the situation may be, guys that you traded for that were free agents, what all, all of that, like guys that you became close with and spent a lot of time with and grinded with and, and did that whole, whole process down the stretch together and fought together. You just realize that at that point, you're like, it's over. And it's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's just, it's just like the realization that like, damn, it's, this is done. Like this run that we had that was special, like is done. And I think personally, I sat there and I was just like, whoa, like for most, for most of it, I just sat there and I was like, I can't believe it's actually over because yeah, it's a long season and you play a lot of games and you're tired and you're drained and you go through like all those battles, but in like you physically you're worn down. And then like, it's almost in that instance, you realize that like, yes, the season's over, but you're like, damn, I kind of want to keep playing. Like you hit that, you hit that. You're like, like, I want to keep playing with these guys. And that was, I think that was kind of a big like gut check. Like, especially you hear everybody talk after the game, like some coaches got up and talked, obviously Dusty and some of the vets and, and guys that you respect and you hear and, and um, like, and guy, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just tough to see, like the guys you you played with and see go through so many things and like you see like raw emotion at the end and like I, I feel like you don't see that until like the last game of the year which is weird because like you see everybody go through so much over the course of a season but like you only see that real emotion like that one time yeah gr- grown men finally showing their emotions like that's crazy people the normal fan or the average fan puts professional athletes in, in every sport, they put them on a higher pedestal, but at the end of the day, you're human, just like we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. the big thing, and you touched on it, it was, I was at game five in Boston and honestly walking in Fenway and, and those fans, they understand the game, right? Like, you know, they, they chirped me, you know, being a fan trash can, I chirped back with Apple watch and, and they got it right. <laughs> they, they were just living yeah. as a fans. And then you're in Fenway, this, this, holy cathedral of baseball but and I was like four or five rows back from the dugout I've never seen a team just more calm steady just the way you all carried your, yourselves in a, in a game where they threw the first punch at home they were the grand slams galore right we battled back we scrap a win out of out of a defeat and then to be at this this deciding game and a deciding point to, to kind of switch you guys were just steady and then we had um, Strami on before game four. four. Yeah, He came on the podcast with us that morning. And the way he was just talking, carrying everything, I told Brown, I was like, dude, I feel like I could yeah. throw tonight's game. Like, just the <laughs> way y'all carry yourselves, that watching it, game five in a, in a big swing game in the ALCS, and the way Strami talked in the World Series down, it was just like, from top to top to bottom, you guys were just zoned in and, and clicking on all cylinders and, as an organization and that and that and the night before was a tough loss for you guys and and Strami came on the next morning like it was just another day like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because that episode was so good to get his insight and how just the calming the calming uh attitude and the yeah. calming you know the the uh the vibe that he gave off to us and he did he told me when we got done he's like dude I feel like I could go play in the ALCS right now like that's the effect that he had just on a podcast with us so I can only imagine what he's doing for you guys in the clubhouse. And obviously he's moved on to Arizona, but I mean, that's just, it's, it's from top to bottom with the Houston Astros. I think they have been there, done that. They face literally the toughest at, I don't care what anybody says. 
having 50,000 fans screaming at you, cheater, when you probably, you weren't even, you're on even the here. Team. Yeah, you weren't even here. You're, and I'm you're sure you're chilling been, at Tampa, yeah. baby. What I'm, are we doing? That, the wildest thing is like fans, fans don't understand or don't care or just boo the jersey because they just are blissfully ignorant that like people play for other teams and come play for an organization. Like, like what there's four, four left. Is that what it, what it was? There's four, yeah, four guys four. Left that time of 26, but we get, we get booed all the time. And it, and like, I don't care. I knew it was going to come. I knew it was happening. Like, it's like, I knew what I signed up for, but like we just, the prime example of either dumb fans ignorant fans or fans that just don't care was in San Francisco. We had just traded for Graveman, Maton, Yimmy, Montero, like all those guys just came in the bullpen. We're sitting in the bullpen. Granted, nobody in the bullpen had been with Houston for more than two years or been above like double A by the, by 2018 or 19. You know what I mean? Like nobody been around. And you're getting cheater, cheater. And we're like, everybody's like, okay, whatever. Like, you don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. And shit talking uh, Phil Maton. Maton had been on the Astros for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy starts chirping at me. And I was like, I was like, I was in Tampa. Like, <laughs> like we we're fishing in Tampa and gone. What are we talking about? Yeah. And the guy goes, Oh, I was in Tampa. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, dude, bro, they were they were screaming cheater at Robel Garcia, and Robel Garcia was playing in Italy in 2017. Facts. And that's it's we uh we were in Colorado. We were doing content for Apollo and it was 420. So Brian was the parent and I wasn't and on the trip. <laughs> And we were, it was, <laughs> if you get my drift, we were, and so. Oh, oh my God. It was the snow game. It was a snow game, that snow series. And yeah, we were in the, the stands. Game. We're in the stands and we're getting chirped at. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, you know, a little vitamin up a little bit. I'm just like, was I, did I get a major league paycheck yeah, in 2017? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And, and they're wearing like dude. Padre oh, uniforms dude. and Yankees. They're not even the, fans of the Rockies. The dude that was sitting in front of us w- decked out in Yankees gear and he had an inflatable trash can. And Des was like, what is, he said something along the line, like, like, let's open up the letter or what about the steroid error? And the guy like turned around and he's like, I'm going to let y'all know. <laughs> I'm going to let every single one of them know how big of a cheater they are. And we were like, did you hear anything that we just said? Like, they you're an aired. idiot. They don't care. They don't care. They just want to be, they just want to yell and they don't care. They don't know enough. They don't realize that like, of like what was going on in the league all across the league. They don't care. They don't care. They don't want to care. They just want to blame the Astros and who cares? Right. Do y'all use that the channel? Obviously your competitors, right? You're, you're finding things in your mind. It's a long grind. People don't understand. Like it is a marathon for you guys. I mean, Think about it. You had a crying baby in your hotel during the World Series, and you're expected to pitch the next night. And fans will get mad if you, you know, walk a guy. Like you're human, right? And and throughout the course of 162, you're you're having a normal human life outside of the baseball thing. Yep. Are you guys using that to channel yourselves as, as an extra edge, a little chip on your shoulder when you're going? Obviously, it's just at that point, it's just kind of just that noise is all the same. But as a competitor, are you using that at all? I mean. Yeah, I guess like it's it gets to a point where like you might, but like for the most part, the game's hard enough as it is. Like yeah. it's, I, 
I could not care less what any fan has got to say. If the game was easy, they would do it instead. And they're not. And that's the that's the hard part. It's like they're they're gonna criticize you no matter what. So who cares what they're gonna say? They're gonna they're gonna tell you suck. They're gonna tell you that you're horrible. They're gonna send you death threats if you give up a, a run. Like it happens all the time. You get I can't ima- I can't tell you how many death threats I've gotten over the course of my career. And I'm a reliever that for the most part probably nobody's really heard of. Like it's like I've had a, a fairly like solid career so far, but not a name that somebody's gonna like know, but like people, I blow a game. Like I hope you die. I hope your kid dies. And you're like, wow, you guys are insane. But like that happens all the time. And it's like if you care what they have to say, then you're gonna get consumed by just panic and fear and just anxiety. And like it's not worth it. It's not worth it to care what what people have to say. Hello, Joey. <laughs> she just woke up. <laughs> it are, are death threats the the there oh, there we is, go that is it look at her <laughs> it is the death threats probably the craziest thing that uh someone said to you yeah like right after joey was born yeah right after joey was born they had him play on the game that he like had to fly back and he was so exhausted from being in the hospital he did bad and then got death threats against him me and joey yeah i think i i didn't even i didn't even give up a run i don't think i think i like ended up just walked some people. i think i walked the first dude got a guy out and then got pulled and then somebody like was like i hope you and your baby die and i was like like That's is this game like it's like, like i know people like value baseball i love baseball i love the game but like is this game in september worth my life and the baby's life like that's that's a that's that's a stretch guys right. come on we need to calm down like we'll be security it, for now on yeah seriously we'll, send it our way we'll take care of it yeah my thought is like if they can say that to us just think if the roles were reversed and i said that to just some normal fan i would lose my job i oh, would yeah. lose, like nobody would ever like want me to play for them like it was be it would just be like a nightmare and like it would ruin it would ruin my life i would never say that because like i'm not a scumbag but like like that's that's the thing that like people everybody's big behind a screen and they can say all these things because there's no repercussions and that's like if they're you're a keyboard warrior and you have you have any kind of clout they they try to find it in any way they can and it's just it's just a sad I guess a sad existence. Yeah, that's crazy. We'll handle it from now on. We'll be security. I'm going to yeah. send it to Dez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. People don't know, but you were a dude like at Arkansas. I, I, I knew, I knew, obviously knew about it. I'm a, I'm a college baseball team head. I'm a baseball team head. But your career at Arkansas is, is one of the best, I think, is, especially SEC play, dominating how what you were doing. Like that that's crazy you were you played the top tier of college baseball and then obviously drafted in the in the first round but can you walk us back to your career at, at Arkansas yeah I mean what do you want to know I, I feel like I had a, a fairly good career there like I did well Dude, um fa- all fairly, right fairly, fairly good fairly good huh? Fair, let's just let's just roll with this I mean you were what, what were you preseason drafted? pitcher of the year 10 and 2 record is junior one 1.39 ERA 79 punchies in 97 innings okay Compiled yes. a 22 and 8 record with a 216 batting average against him in 
an SEC type scenario for three years. Uh, dude alert. <laughs> you got drafted. I'll what? say it for you. You're 20, 26 overall. 29. 29. 29. Okay. I mean, that's I decent. I was I was supposed to be a lot higher, but everybody was worried that I was hurt, which ended up I did have hip surgery afterwards. But like that was they they were worried that my arm was messed up, but not my not my hip. So like I fell a good a good ways. But yeah, it was good. I, I mean I I can't complain. Like it, life was good. Like I ended up where I was supposed to be. Tampa was great to me. They got me healthy. I got to the big leagues. I and like. I'm here now. So like, I can't really complain about anything that I've done. Like I loved college. I loved Arkansas. It's a great place to play. One like, honestly, the best place to play in college baseball. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Like, Fayette, especially with recently. Wow. Fayetteville is a, it's a hidden gem. You ever been to Fayetteville once? Yeah. No. So, Oh yeah. You played there, right? For uh, a tournament or no, no, no. Oh, okay. So I coach uh, Houston banditos and my travel team played there. Uh, I don't know, back in like 2016 and we got to play, at uh on the actual field you know i forgot what's the what's the field called or the stadium I forgot what. Ball stadium what is it b-a-u-m bomb yeah that's right and mm -hmm. uh i mean I, I really didn't know what we were walking into and we got on campus and it's beautiful i mean there's the the landscape of fayetteville arkansas is really a hidden gem um mm -hmm. what was the the crowd like from what from what you remember i mean playing in it like, like i said playing in sec baseball is crazy especially playing yeah. against like an old miss or a yeah, Mississippi it, State or somebody. It was great. We, uh, I think since I'd been there, we were probably number two, number two or three in attendance. Like we were in the top three in attendance in, in college baseball. We averaged like 9,000 people per game. Like honestly, it was the most people I'd played in, um, in pro or until basically I got to triple a handful, a handful of games in Durham. It was like the most, most fans I'd played in front of. Um, but, like the fans were great. They're super loyal. They're diehard Razorback fans. Like, like almost to a fault, but they're but they're good people. They love they love their Razorback sports. And like, as a player there, it's awesome. They treat you so good. They take care of you, and they like they like genuinely like want you to be great. And it's it's a cool place for sure. What was uh what was like fast forwarding a bit when the the Rays came to you were like hey. We're going to change up baseball. We're going to go with the opener. And, and then you're the guy. Like, a lot of people don't realize that happened. Oh, yeah. It was. You're, uh, you're like the Tommy John of the opener. Like, it's the Ryan Stanek. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're going to rebrand. That's what we're going to rebrand it. Like, it's no longer the opener. Oh, man. It, it really wasn't a conversation. It was just like, hey, um, we're going to have you do this. And you, I was like, okay, don't send me down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'd be i'd rather be doing this than going to triple a like yeah that's fine and i mean it worked and we won a lot of games uh a lot of games doing it so like we kind of proved that like it was it was a thing that could be done so yeah so it was fun let's go back to double a the uh the space cowboys are now the triple a affiliate of the houston astros they were the sugarland skeeters mm -hmm. everyone's kind of I don't know, on the fence about the name, Space Cowboys. I like it. What, you like it? Big Steve Miller, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. You Big played Steve. for the Montgomery Biscuits. Yeah. I did the play for the – The Montgomery Biscuits. I was a buttered biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our hat, we had I, – shit, I still probably have some hats around. The hat is literally a biscuit with, like, a butter pad as a tongue. <laughs> no way. 
Yeah, I have I have a ton of Montgomery biscuit stuff, which is cool. It's cool to say you played for the biscuits. Yeah. I like the Cowboys name. I think it's cool. Like I think I like as I watched like the reveal, like I was like, it was it was it was it was cool. Like I think the logos are cool. Like one of them yeah, got yeah. the logo here. Yeah. That one's cool. I like yeah. the one almost looks like uh ombre. It's no, I was gonna say uh it look almost looks like a Starfleet. It's gonna it sound it bring out my nerd in me. But like that? But like, um, yeah, it's got kind of like a Starfleet vibe logo on there. And I'm like, all right. Are but, you a nerd? Did you say you were a nerd? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Can, can, Jessica, can you tell us how your husband, Ryan Stanick, is a nerd? Um, I don't know how he is not. He is a nerd <laughs> I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. got to dig into that. How are you a nerd, man? Yeah, what let, are you? let us give us a side that people don't know about. Yes, Brad, you tell. His favorite movie series ever is Harry Potter. Hell yeah. He, he plays all the video games. Yeah, like a video game nerd. I like superheroes. I like, yeah, I like all the superheroes. So, like, so here's where like producer, here's, producer Josh is. Producer the, Josh is a big nerd. That's why he's behind the camera. So he he's like lighting up right now. Yeah, that's that, that's it. Yeah. Anything nerdy is kind of my vibe. Yeah, which, the anime is pretty bad. Yeah, she 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 laughs at me when I watch my cartoons. She's not a she's not a fan. But that's freaking it, cool. I'm big. I'm big Harry Potter guy. Are you really? Yeah, dude. Oh, Team dude. Gryffindor, baby. I wore big Coke bottle glasses in elementary, and everyone made fun of me and called me Harry Potter. So we're gonna Love stay it. away from the Harry Potter series. I'll, I'll get you. So. I'll bring a pair of them glasses for now, like a, a, a an adult size pair. I do have an adult. I do. I don't He's in an adult size pair. I feel attacked. What the fuck? <laughs> oh man. On the sticks, what do you play? Des is a big gamer, so I mean, I play a little bit, a little Call of Duty, but big yeah. Call of Duty guy. I play a lot of Call of Duty. Like I play a lot. Like I like I like Elder Scrolls. Like Elder Scrolls is one of my favorite franchises. I've actually been kind of grinding Skyrim lately, just because. I don't I don't know what that is. Oh my dude. He, oh. <laughs> it, what, right. please. Like I'm gonna have to <laughs> we're, we're gonna open tryouts. We're gonna open tryouts. Yeah. Oh, make yeah. sure you come to the tree out. Um, yeah. uh, I like cool. like I like everything. It's like I play I play I play a lot. What the witcher the witcher, yeah. Like I play I play everything. Like that's that's kind of my like like my getaway is like I like golf, I like video games, and I like to spend time with my family. That's if it's not baseball, that's what I'm doing. Like that's yeah. So, um, yeah, we're I coming, We're coming down for spring training in an ideal world. If there's no everything, <laughs> we're doing like yeah. an Apollo house for like two weeks, and so we're gonna have like the guys come over. We're gonna be close to, to the field. We'll, okay. We have the new VR. We'll get you on the VR golf. We'll just uh, we can get some gaming, bro. I'm in. I'm in. The very oh, end. How on. is it? Is that is that one of those rift like ones or is it like what the quest two the quest two oculus two? yeah it's not bad it's pretty good i got trapped yeah. in there for like an hour um <laughs> josh had like this youtube vr360 and it was like the alps and i like got into it <laughs> and i didn't know how to get out of it so i was oh, like God. in the alps <laughs> and i was just like well this youtube video is 40 minutes so i just let it play out <laughs> because Here. i didn't know <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared. But um, yeah, 
We'll get that cooking. Uh, I know we're pushing up on time. Uh, one last thing I had to tell you before we got off, and we'll do some more content in spring training. We saw your family during the playoffs oh, yeah. rocking the shirts that we made, the tie-dyes. And I, yeah. I think I form tackle. I think I just gave them a big group hug. They had no idea who I was. I was just like, this is so cool. That's funny. They they loved it. They like all like and Joey's onesie too. Yeah, we we loved it. Like she we have her. Well, she's a little too big for the onesie right now, which too is little. Well, she's too big for the one. Yeah, she's too she, little for the other. So, but like she was wearing the onesie for a bit. Like it was it was great. Like we we really appreciate it. Like oh, honestly, my family loved it. Um, like my grandparents, my parents, like my wife, like her family, like her friends. Like it's it was it was great. Like they they were a big fan of it. Yeah, and I think uh, we got some plans to make some shirts for you guys again this season. So, you know, make sure to collab with you again because those yeah. are a hit, man. I've got myself one. I got my girlfriend one. I mean, we a lot of people bought those things, man, and they were they were a big hit. I'm glad. I'm glad. They were cool. They were well made. Like, the like for one, nobody doesn't like tie-dye. And if they oh don't if God. they don't like tie-dye, they're lying. <laughs> like, they cool for tie-dye, yeah, whatever. Like – it's like I like colors and I thought it was great. And like a lot of people hit me up and were like like talking about it being like a really cool grateful dead vibe. And I didn't realize it until like I like started looking at it and I was like, damn, it kind of was, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit to it. But the next yeah. one I feel like we'll get real creative. Oh yeah. We'll throw all the colors on it. Oh yeah. And yeah, my last go ahead. I know I was just saying I dig it. Yeah. I'm in. I like it. Yeah. So, so my, my last question is, we tried to talk to you about it offline. Um, dude, how's the flow? I mean, it looks great. You did some scissors <laughs> towards us. Are you cutting it or the people want to know? Yeah, my, my wife scheduled me a haircut today because, like, I always, like, I always. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. I always, like, get the sides taken up because, like, I don't like it, like, on my ears. So, like, I always get, like, a it, like, faded up into, a, like, a line and then, uh like I guess it's trimmed up to where anything like's dead. So basically I just took it up, got a little got a little snip and uh everything else cleaned up. So it's it's still there. It's it's usually it's up at the end of the season. It's crazy, right? If you if you weren't a baseball player, would you be in a band? Would you be like a rocker? <laughs> I you wish I have literally zero artistic ability musically like art art wise like none i appreciate it all but i am the least creative least artistic like person and it is actually like it hurts my soul because like i enjoy it so much and i wish i could do it but i just am not that person because you got like the let me see dave what's yeah you got like the dave Grohl uh look to you with the hair man and he's dude he's legendary that's a compliment yeah that's funny. I got a, I get a lot of oh shit. Uh, Kid Rock, Joe Dirt. Oh, those, those are the, those are like the not good ones. I get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They always say I should be in like Leonard Skinner or something like that. That's like what like a lot of Houston fans say or whatever. He's like a little ho dunk redneck yeah. that has like no style that smokes cigarettes and rides motorcycles. <laughs> Comes out of the See? bullpen with the ball of the eagle and is screaming yeah. at America, throwing a hundred American yeah, that's, cherry that's, pie, baby. I think I am, and I'm like, and he's the furthest thing from that. Yeah, damn. People probably people probably think Ryan Stanek just rips heaters, just ripping <laughs> heaters before he comes out of the pen. Dude, wouldn't wouldn't be like like 
you would be surprised how many times people have tweeted things like that at me or about like it's wild like just unbelievable the amount of things that people like think just by looking at me that what they think like i am and i'm like i guarantee if you met me it'd be the last thing you think i am yeah all right right now in front of everyone let's to tell the houston sports fans who you really are not this kid rock stuff who is not joe dirt who is standing what just a he is somebody that appreciates good wine, good food, good art, loves his family, and um, is good at baseball. That's, that's about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude. And that's it. And like, nice and simple. Yeah. Look, we're going to have some bottles of wine in spring training. We're kicked back, and we're going to game some VR. I'm in. Very, very in. Let's go. I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. Ryan, we'll be conscious of your time, man. We appreciate it. Jessica, oh. thank you. And uh, your newborn, uh, Joey, we, we uh, thank you so much for joining us. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. You got anything else before we get out of here? Nothing. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Beyond the Diamond podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Big shout out to Ryan Stanick, relief pitcher for the Houston Astros. With the flow, not getting cut, and he's not Joe Dirt. Uh, Until next time, everybody. Peace.